Welcome to the FinTech Australia podcast, brought to you in partnership with Tier One People, Australia's leading FinTech executive search consultants. I'm your host, Dexter Cousins. You're listening to episode 17, and in this show, I'm joined by Bianca Bates, Chief Client Officer at Cuskel, Australia's largest independent provider of payment solutions. They're also the main investor behind Neobank 86400, and were the first provider to go live on the new payments platform, launching 30 clients simultaneously on the same day. Cuskel has a rich history of technology innovation in Australia, and I talked to Bianca about the next evolution for the business as we enter the open banking era. We're also proud to partner with Cuskel on leadership hires, so if you'd like to find out more, contact Talent at tier1people.com. Bianca, welcome to the show. Hi, Dexter. Thanks for having me. It's um, great to have you here with us. So, Cuskal, can you tell us a little bit more about the business? Because I, I was under the impression that you're a credit union and here you are on a fintech podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so let me tell you a bit about Cuskal. And I guess when I first joined, it was a bit of a investigation phase for myself. Um, we are Australia's leading provider of payment solutions. Um, we're an ADI with all of the same licensing and payment capabilities as the major banks in Australia. Um, However, we provide our services on a wholesale basis. So we're a B2B organisation. Um, and yeah, when I first joined Cuskel, I also thought um, it was a mutual or credit union or an ATM business. It was a bit unclear to me. And I guess that can be explained through our heritage. So we've been operating in Australia since the 1960s. Um, we were formed by the mutual sector as an industry body, so um, the collective industry body that agitated for the mutual sector, um, as well as an aggregated service provider. So we provided pretty much all of the back office functions that the mutual sector needed, including things like leasing and HR, um, as well as payments. Um, with our origins being in the mutual sector, and as you would know, the mutual sector really has its members' best interest at, at the core, we've always had a really strong focus on customer experience and a do-the-right-thing culture, which I think has set us up really nicely over the um, period since inception. I wasn't aware until maybe you know a, a couple of years back just how innovative um, Cuskal is and the, I, I guess the innovations that they've be, been behind here in Australia. Could you share with us a little bit more about the work that you do? You know, you've, you're heavily involved in the new payments platform as an example. I mean, it's true, we are heavily involved in innovation. Um, and before I go to MPP, which is one of our um, more recent examples, I thought it might be helpful um, to share with you some of our earlier innovations. And I think um, having our... Yeah, having our um, heritage in the mutual sector, it would be no surprise to, to anyone to realise that um, the mutual sector being small in Australia has always looked to compete. And the solutions that Cuskel has been able to provide the mutual sector from the early days really enabled that competition and success. So, in 1982, where I'm sure a lot of people listening may not have even been born, uh, we were the first to issue a scheme debit card in Australia. 
Then in 97, we launched Australia's first ATM in collaboration with um, Queensland Teachers Credit Union. Interestingly, Cuscoe mm. sold our ready ATM fleet last year, but um, we were we were proudly um, good timing, eh? first, yeah, good timing, yeah. <laughs> Then in 2018, sort of in in the next wave of innovation, as you mentioned, we enabled 50% of the financial institutions that went live on day one with MPP in that same year. We also uh, launched the three global digital wallets, Apple, Google and Samsung for a whole um, host of our clients. So over 30 clients went live day one with those three wallets, which we were really proud with. And then the following year, we were also able to launch the first digitally issued card for one of our clients in Western Australia. So we do have a really proud history of first and we intend to to remain uh, doing that um you sorry uh, yeah i was going to mention as well it's it's worth noting that you you're the kind of main investors in 86400 yeah. um the digital bank um so there's there's kind of more than a, a history there of innovation that that journey started for us many years ago um we spent a number of years researching digital consumer banking um because we saw this was really the future of um banking not just from a customer experience perspective but also from an operating model and we saw um the ability for cuscles end-to-end payment expertise, as well as our experience that we've learned through working with our banking clients as a real opportunity for us. Um, the business case was approved in August 2017. So, it, and, and prior to that, there was a lot of work going on. Um, and over the course of the following years, we set up an independent organisation which has its own leadership team, its own premises, its own board, um, mm. and they've worked actively um, to set up the organ the organisation. Um, we made that really conscious choice to have the organisation have its own independence and autonomy, um, so that they were able to have the right focus um, in a achieving the vision that we had originally set out. As you know, last year in September, 86400 was launched and we're so proud of the innovative mobile-only banking experience that is now being offered to Australians through that bank. Yeah, and we're big fans of the work that Rob and the, Travis and the team are putting out there. Yeah. It just seems, you know, particularly in this last six months, the pace and and quality of of products that they're getting out there is just it's fantastic and great to see you know that australia again on a world stage seems to be punching well above our weight um in in all areas of, of innovation in fintech Absolutely. And I think one of the things that um, we're working on now, so it hasn't got that much publicity, is the fact that as the founding shareholder in 86400, and and as you know, we have started our um, capital raising and we have sold down some of our shares. But as the founding shareholder, um, we have a license agreement with 86400 that effectively enables Cuscall to be um, the sole distribution partner of all of the digital capabilities that have built, been built through 86400. Um, and that was one of the early propositions that we included in our business case to provide value back to our shareholders. And we're working on how we will distribute that. And we're hoping to be able to launch um, some of those capabilities to our clients in the coming year. So we talked about, um, I guess, you know, what the future holds for Cuscal. 
what are kind of some of the opportunities that you're seeing for for Cuscal itself? We're now, we've got about 500 employees at Cuscal now. We're all located in one office or we were located in one office until um, recently. Our clients are predominantly based in Australia with a couple of our clients based in the US. Our clients now span a very broad base. So we have financial institutions of all shapes and sizes. Um, we have acquiring clients, fintechs, paytechs, corporates, um, and payment facilitators. So um, with that broad-reaching client base, we also have a corresponding broad-reaching product set. So our focus is looking at how we can not only deliver the solutions that we're out those clients, the current clients need, but also optimizing, making sure that we're providing those um, services in, in the most optimized manner. We are also scouting to see what's next and, and our clients do rely on Cuscal for thought leadership in understanding what is coming down the pipeline and where they should be investing their, not only their money, but also their um, attention from a capacity perspective and prioritization. So the big thing that we're working on now really are um, open banking, which we see as being a, a huge shift in the a global phenomena that will produce some really big structural shifts in banking, as well as continuing to focus on our digital capabilities. And I, I touched on the 86400 white label licensed services, but we also have a number of other digital capabilities that 86400 use themselves that we're looking to roll out to our clients. I think the COVID-19 impact has really highlighted to all, all of our clients, not just um, the financial institutions, the need to have a really clear digital strategy and a really clear digital engagement program for customers. I guess one of the challenges for any organization going on that journey is the, the kind of cultural move towards, you know, moving away from a you know, kind of traditional financial institution to, you know, the tech style um, business, whether that be an Amazon or a Facebook. Um, we, we always kind of joke with our clients that in a financial institution, you can't move fast and break things, otherwise you go to jail. So how have you um how, how have you been able to make that shift with the people in the business to yeah. go on this journey where you you are producing all of this you know really kind of cutting edge tech and and innovation I, th- I mean it's certainly been a journey um so about I'd say probably about 10 years ago, we made the positive decision that we needed to change and diversify not only um, our client base so that we had a much more diverse client base and a much more holistic, so not just issuing focus, but also acquiring focused. And then once you've made the decision you need to do that, you then have to go through the steps of of what needs to change. So obviously being able to build new product Um, requires capability from technology as well as product. Um, So we we needed to really look at the way that um, we delivered programs of work. And I guess just as importantly, and you touched on this, is the um, people side of things. We needed to bring people into Cuscall who have um, managed to achieve transformation programs or deliver big programs of work. 
that enabled our success. Had we not have made that conscious decision and, and also brought people from outside in um, who helped us drive that change, we would have really struggled. I think also the MPP program was probably our biggest learning platform, having you know, 30 clients go live and and be ready to deal with that day one was a huge challenge. Uh, We started the build of MPP using waterfall practices, which is how we had delivered capability up until that point. And then we quickly pivoted to more of an agile way of delivery. And we had to do that pretty quickly. And again, as I mentioned, that involved bringing in quite a lot of new people who were able to help us upskill as quickly as we needed to. And I guess, you know, that with the NPP, a perfect example that you've gone through the pains that many fintech startups go through collaborating with the big banks. Yeah, absolutely. That was the other learning that we had through that program. It was an, you know, an industry program where everyone had to go live day one. So um, in all of those industry forums, we were able to learn um, what things we needed to do differently, but it also gave us the confidence to know that we are a pretty small, nimble organisation and that can be a real positive as well because we have less complexity than some of the major banks banks do in their environments and probably less legacy. And what's the what's the yeah. culture that you're trying to create within Coscal? Yeah. Um, I think we have a very I've mentioned this already a couple of times and as the chief client officer people aren't surprised but we have a very client focused culture where we're always looking at doing the right thing for our customers and making sure that we're enabling our customers success but we also have a strong focus on the employee experience and I would say over the last few years that has become more of a focus than it has historically. If I think about what are the um, mindsets or attributes that we're looking for in our people to really drive our culture moving forward, there's four main areas. Um, The first one is that we want people who will work as one team. We're not looking for people who are out to have their own individual success and reward. Um, We know that we can only be successful if we're working as one team in the same way that we can only be successful if our clients are successful. The second area that we're really focused on and looking for um, people to be really accountable for their, not only their roles, but also accountable for their overall process or product or service that they're looking after. And then the the third thing is around mm. being outcome focused. Um, this is really important. Uh, we're all we have a really clear strategy, and I can talk you through the pillars of our strategy. But we we set that really clearly. Our people understand it. They get behind it, and we need people to be really outcome focused to make sure that everything they're doing is driving towards executing that strategy. And the last thing, which is probably The first thing, if I would have put them in order, is energy. We need people who are looking to come to work to make a difference, who are really energised and focused on um, getting stuff done. And so I guess one of the the challenges is, you know, the the, the people that you've described there typically, you know, get attracted to the the big names like Monzo, Revolut, you know, they all want to work in a, a neobank. How have you gone about getting and attracting that that caliber of individual 
that's enabled you to actually go on this big transformation that you've gone through? It's true. We do have a challenge on occasions in competing with the neobanks because they are really exciting opportunities and, and things that people want to work in an organisation where that name is emerging and, and ultimately means something. I guess the flip side is that Cuskill is a bank. We're very financially secure. We're a regulated organisation. We have certainty and all of the um, security that comes with working for a bank. However, we also are a fintech, so we're also working on innovative and transformative products and services. So it's kind of the best of both worlds in that there's security of working for an organisation that's been around for many years, well capitalised, well supported from our shareholders, but also working on really cutting edge um, technology and products. I also think because we're a small organisation and we are very well networked from an industry perspective, we sit on most of the um, working groups, boards and committees and forums that are happening in Australia from a payments perspective. So people who work at Cusco get an opportunity to sit in on those forums and have a voice. Um, We find that a feedback we often get is that people are really pleasantly surprised with how how much exposure they get at an industry level and also in our organisation because we're, we're small and we've got a pretty flat structure. There is no problem with access. You, you're very constantly exposed to the leadership yeah. team and um, all of our direct reports and, and even the board. Those are the elements that I see as being really attractive based on what people say about Cusco. It's been well documented that the major banks here in Australia had some issues around compliance and that have um, really kind of tainted their reputation. And dare I say it, culturally, there's um, questions being asked as well. Do you find that the relentless focus that Cuscal has on customers and helped you in attracting the right person at all? Yeah, I I think that... Definitely from a people perspective, um, there is no doubt that Cuskill puts its customers first and um, we have an ethos of doing the right thing. Um, So that is an absolute contrast to what we're hearing um, from other organisations around you know, KPIs and focuses and priorities. Mm. Um, So our focus is on doing the right thing, customer experience and executing our strategy. I think also, um, you know, with our heritage being in the mutual space, we see that um, looking at what's important for your members and what's right for your members, that has really seeped through to our organisation. And um, not only do we see that as a benefit for people working at Cuskill, we also see it as a great opportunity, not only for our mutual clients, but for our fintech clients and the emerging newer newer banks is that this is an opportunity for them to stand up and really differentiate themselves in the market to, you know, end customers, to Australians, to show what they're doing differently and to really enable competition. And we're really proud to be able to support that. And I think that really resonates with people who are coming to Cuskill to work because we're supporting um, those organisations that are doing the right thing, that are focused on customer experience and looking to enable competition in the market. 
Now you mentioned before um, the, the the kind of pillars of your strategy. Yeah. What what is the big vision for Cuscal? Yeah. So, um, I guess our beliefs form our strategy, and our beliefs are that our clients need to get to market as quickly as possible and as cheaply as possible. We also believe that data is essential to delivering a really tailored customer experience, and we believe that mobile first is is the way that um, from a banking and finance perspective, consumers are looking to engage. So those beliefs really form our strategy. And the four pillars are, first of all, optimizing our time and cost to market. Um, So this is not only for um, our new products and services that we're delivering, but also in relation to all of our foundational services that we're delivering, we're going back and looking at how we can make everything really modular, plug and play, and ensure that once our clients decide that they want to bring a solution or a service or a product to market, that we can do that as quickly and cost effectively as possible. The second one is around expanding our client reach. Um, And this is really to ensure that we scale and through that scale are able to deliver much more competitive pricing for our customers. We've we've had some really significant investments in MPP and the pays, as well as our digital capabilities and our fraud solutions. So we're really looking to scale those solutions and um, reach as many customers as possible. The third area is increasing the relevance of our payment solutions. So um, many of our products we have been delivering since inception and we believe that we need to be continually focused, not just from a technology perspective around whether we're using the right systems and tech stack to deliver those um, products, but also is the way that we're that our customers are consuming them right. So an example of our focus here is um, with our fraud platform. A few years ago, we replaced our fraud platform when we introduced MPP as a new payment stream. And we now have um, a new platform that's a machine learning, artificial intelligence driven platform that delivers our fraud monitoring service to um, our customers. And and that kind of investment is something that Cuscal does for our customers. So we're continuing to deliver the service, but just in a much more transformed way. The fourth thing, fourth area is around making strategic investments in innovation. And we really see this as essential. This is how we'll maintain our position of leadership and relevance and capturing emerging markets. And our big focus here is really on open banking at the moment. But the the prior example of that was our investment in um, bringing 86400 to life. So the, yeah, we're really you know clear on our strategy. We have a five-year plan. Uh, we're now into the second year of of our five-year plan, and we have we, you know we have modified our strategic pillars over the period. But you know we have consistently seen these areas as being important strategic pillars. So you you well in well and truly are the oldest fintech in town then. I think that's right. Um, it, that's what it feels like. Yeah. We, but, you know, it's great to work in an organization that is so agile, nimble, always something new happening. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's what brings a lot of people to, to work at Cusco. Brilliant. So Bianca, before we wrap up, is there any news or anything that you want to share at all? 
One, one thing that um, came across my social media feed yesterday was that Forbes launched their list of the world's best banks and in that list were banks that really put trust and soft benefits as well as their digital capabilities and things like that under um, – they're rated in, in that order. And it was really nice for us to see that seven of the top 20 of those banks um, that were listed on the world's best banks are clients of Cuskill. So, I think that was just something that came across my feed yesterday, but it really, you know, oh, wow. I'm really proud. We're really proud to be enabling the success of those kind of organizations. Excellent. Well, yeah. Bianca, it's been fantastic to have you on the show. Really enjoyed hearing about all of the great work that Cuskell's doing. And you know, it really has come as a quite a surprise to me. And you know, I've, um, I, I think I need to stop being so uh, kind of ignorant from, from here on in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we're a well, we're a best kept secret, which um, we need to work on. But yeah, it's great to talk to you, Dexter. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. Well, that's the end of the show, folks. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks to our partners, FinTech Australia. Remember to subscribe. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and all of your favorite players. And check out the show notes for additional info on our current opportunities. And if you'd like to sponsor the show or you're looking to hire game-changing fintech talent, check out tier1people.com or contact talent at tier1people.com.